front, and it's showtime from downtown Winnipeg. Moxley's pass, a shot, they score! Shankly Cutter scores! What a stop by Hellebach! Nikolai Ehlers on the faceoff! Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Man, you know, a special event like the National Hockey League Draft requires two very special guests, and that's what we've got in Jamie Thomas and Paul Edmonds uh, on this one. Because, guys, we've got a lot to break down in terms of what the Winnipeg Jets have done the last couple of days. Seven total picks, and I always, going into the draft, I always say, you know, when, when I'm writing like pre-draft articles and stuff, I basically just write, the Winnipeg Jets are scheduled to pick seven times because <laughs> there was so much that could happen. And this is not even just for the Jets, but for every team, just because all these teams are back under one roof at the Bell Center. So much could happen. But the Winnipeg Jets did end up making all seven uh, picks that they were scheduled to make, as I wrote so many times in those draft previews. Um, overall, just before we really kind of dive into it a little bit, guys, just in terms of the draft itself, I mean, it looked like a, a fantastic atmosphere uh, at the Bell Center, but the Winnipeg Jets are really seemingly addressing a lot of different positional needs throughout. Um, just overall, your just your thoughts on the weekend that was for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, first off, how exciting it was to see um, you know the Jets staff on yeah. on the on the uh, not the ice but on the floor at the Bell Center where the ice usually is ordinarily. <laughs> if we're going to get into, we're going to be technical here about this whole thing, but just. Nice to see everything back to normal and the hustle and bustle that happens on draft day. So I think, you know, the fact that the Jets used all seven picks, Kevin Sheveldayoff, Mark Hillier, both saying you got to restock the cupboards. They, they did that. There's no question about that now. It's a waiting game to see which, uh, how all seven of these prospects turn out. But uh, overall, just the fact that everything's back to normal, I think is another a good sign as we head into the 22-23 season. We talked a bit about this draft and leading up to it and how it might unfold. And I think the reason that you had some caution in terms of how you write this is because there was a lot of unpredictability going in and that followed through, especially in the first round about where players kind of situated and players falling down and, and players moving up as opposed to where they were sort of positioned with the prognosticators. There was suspense, there was exciting sort of elements to this draft and some trades. I mean, it had everything. It really did. And I'm going to echo exactly what you said, JT. It was great to see these these teams down at ice level, at these tables, the interaction with the fans, the players, the families, all of it that goes into it. That's part of the event. And we got to see this. And I think as a result of that, the byproduct was there was a lot more maneuvering with picks yes. and trades and teams looking to the future, Chicago being one of them. So from that standpoint, it was really made for TV and it really had an interest level that was beyond anything we've seen for the last couple of years, even COVID notwithstanding with the virtual drafts. I just really liked what unfolded here. The Jets hung on to all seven picks. They made their picks. I thought they did a real good job, which we're going to break down in terms of getting a little sprinkle of this and a little sprinkle of that and then ending with a goaltender. And so from that standpoint, I think for for a lot of the teams in the National Hockey League, the last two days, including the Winnipeg Jets, were a win all the way around. 
And some really good stories kind of came out of it as well. Some great, some great big personalities as well uh, that the Winnipeg Jets have picked up. We'll start with Rucker McGrody. He was the 14th overall selection, a guy that, I mean, you could just see from his smile the second he got picked. And then there's the great moment with his dad on the phone, uh, no doubt immediately getting a phone call and was already emotional about that. And really, this was a guy that Kevin Dayoff described as someone that's going to do absolutely everything for an organization to win so we got two first round picks to talk about so I'll throw this one in the air and whichever one of you wants to grab it uh Rucker McGordy what stands out I mean for me it's it's leadership but there's a lot to talk about with this player well you talked about leadership I mean he's been a captain of some teams numerous times he played with Logan Cooley this year and this is a guy that can kind of chameleon who he's playing with. He can be the playmaker or he can be the finisher or he can be both. And I think coming out of that U.S. development program, this is a this is a win for the Winnipeg Jets. They have struck gold with this program for a number of years, over the years, with these players that have come out of that system. This is a guy that brings some size. He's six foot one. He'll be 200 pounds. Uh, he plays a, a bit of an edgy game. I think the, the quote that was used is, this guy gets better as you get closer toward the playoffs and in the playoffs. And you can never have enough of those types of players. Guys that are real good when it really counts. They step up their game. But I think in the middle, when you have a playmaker and a guy that can finish, there's some uncertainty with this organization right now as to what's going to happen in the middle in the future. Cole Perfetti, I think, is nestled in nicely uh, at some point, but he's probably going to start on the wing, and whether he becomes a centerman for your organization, you don't know. But Mark Scheifele only has two years left. Pierre-Luc Dubois has a lot of uncertainty around him going forward. He is a restricted free agent, so you don't know if it's going to be a series of one-year deals here. So you had to get some depth in that position, and you had to get some depth with some skill, with some size, and with some playmaking ability. And I think Rector McGrory checks all the boxes when it comes to filling your funnel in terms of getting that type of player in the future ready to kind of succeed past these guys whatever happens in the future in the next couple of years or in in fact maybe the next couple of months or next couple of weeks and then later on in that first round the Winnipeg Jets select Brad Lambert someone who uh, obviously played over in Finland represented Finland at the at the World Junior Championship last year and this season's World Junior was a potential opportunity for him to really have what Kevin Chevaldeoff called his coming out party now of course World Junior Championship gets canceled at the time it's going to be played in August but Brad Lambert was a guy that was maybe projected to go a little bit earlier but Kevin Chevaldeoff and the Winnipeg Jets are pretty happy that he was available at number 30. Yeah and with a second pick in the first round you can take chances and I, I don't you know what Brad Lambert had consistently said is he's got first round talent there's just all the other intangibles that people are trying to wonder about is his he's got a, he's a great skater he can. He's very good at uh, offensive side of things, but there's that consistency part. There's part of his game where they're wondering if he's just going to be a perimeter player. He had a decision to make last off season whether he come out back to Canada or play back to Canada to play for the Saskatoon Blaze, the Western Hockey League. But he's chose to stay in Finland to play with men and also on top of that improve his defensive game. Now, did that hurt him? Or, or we're not quite sure. But the fact that he wanted to do that to, to become a 200-foot player, I think, says a lot about Brad Lambert. Of course, his dad is 
Canadian. His mom is Finnish. That's the reason why he's over in Finland. His current rights in the Western Hockey League are owned by the Seattle Thunderbirds, so there's a possibility that he will play in the Western Hockey League this year. He has not signed with a Finnish team as of this moment, so a lot of uncertainty with Brad Lambert. But the point is this kid was talked about as a top-five draft pick by Bob McKenzie uh, in his preseason rankings, so that ability is there. So the fact that the Jets could grab this kid at number 30 – I think is a great a great uh, pick for them. You know, I just want to say this about the criticisms that come to these young yes. guys when it comes to that 200-foot game mm-hmm. element. You have to remember that through through all of their Adam Hockey, and I'll just use the old terms, Adam Hockey, Pee Wee, Bantam, these kids were the best players, not only on their teams, but in their leagues. So they possess the puck so often that they really learn about a defensive game. No. They learned how to be offensive players because that's the gift that they have, and that's where Brad Lambert falls into this. Right. So you you can't necessarily teach that offensive game, that skill set game. A lot of it comes organically, you know, that God gift, if you will. Mm-hmm. But what you can learn is the two hundred foot game. So when it comes to that criticism of not being a full complete player, you can add that on later. I don't think you can take a defensive specialist and add offensive skill to that player it doesn't work the other way but it works a lot easier in taking a skilled player and teaching them a little bit better um, I guess strategy and positional play and playing without the puck on their side of center so I'm not worried about any sort of criticisms or critiques of Brad Lambert and the lack of 200 foot in his game because I think that that's going to come and certainly as you mentioned if you get him into a Western Hockey League situation that might be, I think, excelled in terms of what he has to do because that coach of that team will understand in order for him to be a better player and be able to use him in all situations, he has to be able to play that way, and the schemes will be set up for him to do that, which would be to the benefit of the Winnipeg Jets ultimately down the road. And just to build on your your, uh, point about having to develop the defensive side of games, that's not just for forwards, it's for defensemen as well. And the Jets took two defensemen on day number two. Elias Salomonson in the second round at the 23rd pick of that round. And then also Garrett Brown. He was taken in, in the fourth round, the second pick of that round. Jamie, just a little bit about, about those two. Um, the other thing about the fact that it was on that day two and in person, man, did day two fly. So you really <laughs> had to do the, the research on these guys real fast before, uh, before we could really you know put together exactly what – kinds of things these guys are going to bring but they're going to continue to develop just like the first round pick so let's talk about the, the yeah. two defensemen yeah just a quick note and let's let's not kid ourselves the last two years have been a nightmare for with the with the virtual draft the it second was, days yeah, were they were long, long. and uh, we will not mention any teams that called timeout in round six to, to draft the players so we're <laughs> <laughs> just to make the day a little bit longer but as for Salomonson, like six foot 183 pounds right-handed shot uh Swedish-born player, another one of those preseason first-rounder from Bob McKenzie's preseason rankings, loves to shoot to join in the rush, and his shot-slash-one-timer has been described as a scout as a weapon. So anytime you get those guys, that that's to me, sounds like a guy that one day could be on the power play uh, for the Winnipeg Jets, but adding to the depth within the organization on the blue line has been something they've worked on, and it's been a strength, and that's something that's shown through uh, back on the back end for the Jets now and certainly with the Manitoba Moose. And in the fourth round, you grab American-born skater Garrett Brown, who's 6'2", 180, another right-handed shot. NHL-level skating ability, played with the San Jose, Shark, or San Jose Junior Shark system. 
uh, before playing for the Sioux City Musketeers of the United States Hockey League. They won the title this year, and Garrett Brown was a big part of that. Like, he was apparently had a monster playoffs for them in the United States Hockey League playoffs. Uh, they won the, the title and is committed to the University of Denver for this upcoming season. By the way, University of Denver, that's where Paul Stastny went. Um, they are the current NCAA champions right now. Paul Stastny makes sure everyone knows that. <laughs> uh, the other thing, too, obviously, it comes from a great family in terms of his, his dad, Curtis, playing over 700 games in the National Hockey League. Shop where the players shop. Jets Gear and TrueNorthShop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets Gear locations or shop online at TrueNorthShop.com. Hi, this is Dylan Sandberg, and you're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, then we move up front. Another couple of forwards taken by the, the Winnipeg Jets on day number two. The first one came in round three. That was Danny Zilkin. And then later on in the, uh, in the second day, in the sixth round, the 14th pick of that round, Fabian Wagner, Paul. You know, for you guys that play fantasy sports, you get into this draft and you've done your preparation, you've done your homework, and then you get that guy that you want, and you get him in a slot where you think that, oh, I got a bit of a steal here, right? And that kind of makes your whole draft. So while we've bestowed the accolades of the first-round picks, and let's just be frank, the first-round picks are selected in the first round for a reason. They are usually the ones that are fast-tracked because of their skill, their size, to be NHLers before anybody else. But I love at 77 overall and in the third round for the Jets, Danny Zilkin. This is a guy that plays center with good size, can probably flip over to the wing at 6'1", almost 200 pounds. Yes, he has a Russian name, and yes, his passport is dual with Russian and Canadian citizenship. But he came over when he was nine years old. He is acclimated to the North American game. There's no adjustment here. He also played for Canada at U18s. This is a guy that's got great skill as well in the third round. It might need to be nurtured a little bit more, but he skates very well, and he's got an excellent shot. And the one thing that might separate him from, say, a Lambert or from a McGrory is the fact that he has a little bit more of a playmaking ability to him in the middle. So I think that what you've done is you've done a real good job of making sure you've kind of filled some skill in the middle with some playmaking in the middle in two separate picks in the first and third rounds. So I really like the, the Danny Zilkin pick. Uh, this is a guy that had 23 goals in 55 games in his first year in Major Junior in the OHL with Guelph. So he might be one of those players where we're not talking in the too distant future about and maybe pushing into the Moose lineup and ultimately having a good season or two at the AHL level and might be getting sort of prepared a little quicker than, than most had projected for him to make the NHL. The Fabian Wagner pick for me at 175 and in the sixth round is a bit of a gamble for sure. I think you have some time for him to develop. He is an okay size six foot centerman winger as well. But what I like about him is, you know, he's going to come over to North America at some point because he's played his entire career over in Sweden and in Europe. But he also won a gold medal with the Swedes at the World Juniors. And that type of experience is invaluable. I remember talking to scouts in another sport at one time, and they usually tried to set their their minor league system with the best players so that they could learn how to win all the way up. 
And I think that any time that you have a player that's won something on a national stage, international stage, there's value in that because there's always that resource in the back of your mind. And Fabian Wagner is going to have that. So, you know, you take a bit of a chance. I mean, as everybody does once you get past really the, the third round. And I think this sixth round pick is going to be uh, one that we'll watch for for a couple of years as well to see what happens with Fabian Wagner. But overall, you get four forwards out of your seven picks. I think the Winnipeg Jets did very well in filling their funnel when it comes to to kind of moving some little bit of stock into that cupboard again up front. They added a little something into the goaltending cupboard as mm-hmm. well in the seventh round uh, with Dominic DiVincentis. And it's interesting because we talked about, you know, the, the fun about drafts being back in person. Hearing the roar is always good. And, you know, in the seventh round, you get to the, you get to the sixth, seventh round, sometimes – you know, the, the, the likelihood of the, the player being in the building goes down significantly. But when there is someone there, especially when it gets to the seventh round, it's getting later on, and you know this kid's brought family and everything. You just really want something good to happen, and that's exactly what happened with uh, with Dominic DiVincentis. A big roar kind of filled his little section uh, as he came up. He said he didn't even really bring that many people. He had his parents, his sister, and his grandparents, but it was just the families that were kind of around him that also, I mean, I, I guess it kind of shows the infectious personality this kid has. You, you should definitely go and, and watch his uh, his scrum on winnipegjets.com. Just click Jets TV. It's there. Uh, thrilled to be a Winnipeg Jet. Uh, just coming off a season, his first in the Ontario Hockey League, 14-8-1 as a goaltender in 27 appearances. His 2.59 goals against average was the lowest among OHL rookie net minors. He also had a 907 save percentage. He also made the Ontario Hockey League's 2022 second all-star, second all-rookie team, I should say. So certainly a number of prospects to keep an eye on uh, as we go forward. Of course, the Winnipeg Jets not having a a development camp this year. Uh, Kevin Cheveldayoff just saying with the movement of the World Juniors and uh, a couple of other prospects such as, you know, Henry Nikonen and Daniel Torgerson getting into the Moose lineup. A lot of the players that they would want to see you know, they're either nursing some injuries to come back from or they've seen them. So they're actually going to send some of the development people out to see some of these new prospects. Uh, so kind of jealous of the, the prospects because they get to hang out with Jimmy Roy and Mike Keen. Those are two two pretty fun guys. Legends. Think, so. Legends. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So up next, really, uh, on the calendar, because, you know, things never really stop uh, in the NHL offseason, is free agency, which comes on July 13th. Of course, we'll have... Uh, some coverage it's for you guys on winnipegjets.com as news breaks in that regard. But, guys, just a, a closing thought on anything that really stood out to you, whether it's draft-wise or over the next couple of days leading into free agency. Take it whoever wants it. Well, the dominoes started to fall when Rick Bonus was named head coach and Scott Arneal associate coach, and then you move from there kind of get that done. And both, and Rick especially, was front and center in the first round. Of course, as part of the Winnipeg Jets organization, you move into your draft selection. Your list is pretty secure by then. And now you've got this out of the way. And I think that any time that you have your picks and you make your picks as, as, as sort of with conviction as they did, and you're very happy about the picks that you have, then you consider it to be a real good draft. It had intrigue. Mm-hmm. But now the, the movement becomes, okay, how do we improve our team today? Because when it comes 
to the selections over the last couple of days during the 2022 NHL entry draft. Time will tell on these players. Now the move for the administration here, the you know the executive of the Winnipeg Jets hockey operations, is to let's assess or reassess our team again moving towards September and how do we feel we get better? Where is a need that we're going to look at? And then is there going to be a player that fits that? Can we afford that player? Will the player come over for X number of dollars? Is there an interest in that player if we have interest in him in reciprocating and coming back? So those are the things that are moving forward here. But the dominoes have started to fall in a favorable direction for the Winnipeg Jets. And now we'll see what happens on free agent frenzy. I don't know our free agent frenzy day. I don't know if it will be a frenzy. But I do think that the Jets will make some overtures toward players. Mm -hmm. They have a little bit of money. I think that there's probably going to be some movement with some rostered players already. Or that would be the indication that we're receiving right now. So from that standpoint, as much as there was suspense, intrigue, and interest, and excitement going into the draft, and then the last two draft days, I think the same might be extrapolated over into free agency coming up into next week. Now you're kind of with the hiring of the coaching staff or part of the new coaching staff. You, you've dealt with the kind of the present. Now you've got the, the future out of the way. Now it's kind of, once again, what's going to go on here with the current roster of the Winnipeg Jets. And I'm like, Paul, I don't think there's going to be Tons of money spent by the Jets on the 13th and a little bit after that. There'll be some tinkering of the rosters, so, you know, but we also don't know how things are going to work. There's a lot of good feelings about the organization right now. Now, what is this roster going to look like in September when training camp starts? We're going to find out a little bit more about that over the next couple of weeks. Can hardly wait to, to start learning some of these things that are just kind of, they're all up in the air. It's just like you just want to know the details, how it's all going to break down, and then you want you just want training camp to get underway. But... Don't know if I can wish away a Manitoba summer. So no, can, no, know, don't do that. Take some time. Uh, short wish. We, yeah. Short summers. <laughs> we've, been, we've been through so much. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Brutal winter, rainy spring, yeah. cold. Yeah. yeah, lots going on. Yeah. Uh, big thank you to both of you guys for joining us on the Ground Control Podcast. Big thank you to everybody that was at uh, the Jets' official draft party at the rec room as well. Uh, made for a really fun night, especially with, uh, with two uh, – first round picks for the Winnipeg Jets, some great ovations in there. And like I always say, you know, a lot of the uh, content, if you want to read anything, watch anything about any of these picks, make sure you head to winnipegjets.com. There's lots of great stuff on there. I know because I personally put it on the website myself, so it's there. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, you can go <laughs> click on it, please. Uh, also, our social media channels as well for a lot of behind-the-scenes content. So thank you to Paul. Thank you to Jamie. We'll talk to you in and around free agency. This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com. Proceed, we're